This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Cats at Night on 77 WABC. We're back, and this is uh, John Katzenfetis, Cats at Night, uh, uh, Judge Richard Weinberg in the studio, along with Lydia Serrani. On our phones, we have former borough president uh, Fernando Ferrer, and uh, we have uh, uh, Joe Ithia, an uh, economic development uh, person in the, in the Bronx. And now we also have Reverend uh, Ruben Diaz, a former councilman, uh, and uh, he's been in politics worrying about the people of New York for for a hundred years. Tell me, gentlemen, I'm going to let you answer this question too. We talked about crime. We talked about this and what's going on. And, and how is term limits? When the when the judge was in charge with Peter Valon, is term limits a mistake? We end up getting rid of the people that are talented in our city, and we end up with a bunch of kids sometimes for city council people that don't know what the hell they're doing. Who goes first, Joe Ithia? No, I, I want I want the Reverend to to give okay. us his answer because he's Reverend. been around for a hundred years. <laughs> Reverend, you've been around for forever. And you've seen what's happened to the city council, the state assembly. Are we losing talented people because of term limits? Yes, yes. And, and you know, the guard, those uh, elected officials uh, that we used to have, they're no longer there. And now the young guys, they have, they, they, they don't even care about the community. They are too, too, much, too much to the left, the socialists. They don't care about anything, and they don't. They don't even open their offices. So you know, it's, it's, it's a problem that we have, and they are wrong. Especially in the Hispanic community, they are wrong based on I'm Hispanic, and I'm Democrat, and based on that, everyone. That's what people are running. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Hispanic, and people in our community they they are voting for them, and they are killing our community. They are socialists. They are leftists. They, I, we need conservative people. We need conservative electoral, like, 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 like before. Before we have those uh, great Hispanic leaders, Herman Badillo, Ramon Ezebeles, uh we have uh, Fernando Ferrer, we have uh, all those uh, uh, great leaders that we have that, that they rebuilt the Bronx. When the brown burned out, they were there. Now, you, I, I, I can't even name one project that these young guys now they have brought to the brown or to the city. I don't even, I, I can't even name one project that anyone has brought to the brown. Reverend Diaz Sr., this is Lydia Serrano. I, I, I grew up in the Bronx, and I, can, I know firsthand that the Latino community is pro-family, pro-safety, pro-hard work, pro-God. And if you look at these new and up-and-coming 
Latino candidates for office, they're they're the opposite of all of this. So why do they keep getting elected into office? How do we we're seeing all across the country that a lot of Hispanics are saying no to the Democratic Party? We saw what happened in Texas, Myra Flores, who turned that historic blue seat. It was 150 years blue. They turned it red. It's happening all over the country that people are saying, wait a second, the Democratic Party doesn't represent who I am. But how come right here in New York City, Hispanics still vote Democrat when the Democrats well, well, don't have their best interest at heart? Lydia, Lydia, in the last election, Hispanic voted 30% for Donald Trump. And Donald Trump, the, the Democratic Party, has been able to paint Donald Trump and the Republican Party as the enemy. Yep. For years and years, for years and years, the Democratic Party has painted the Republican as ugly as, as, as the enemies. And the Hispanic community are reluctant. But little by little, little by little, things are changing. Now they they are looking, they are seeing what's going on. And by the way, the whole city of New York and the whole state is controlled by Democrats. Yeah. If you see in the city of New York, we have five boroughs, five boroughs. Four of those boroughs are controlled by Democrats. Only one, Staten Island, is mainly controlled by Republicans. And out of the five boroughs, the best borough, the cleanest one, the safest one, the one that have uh, the better uh, clean street and whatever, is the one controlled by Republicans. So if a Democrat elected official are so great and are so uh, wonderful, how come the areas the areas controlled by Democrats are the worst, not only in the city, but in the nation. In every place where Democrats are in control, there are crimes, there are uh, filthiness, there are uh, riots, there are killing, uh, you you name it. Now, if they, if Democrat, yes, sir. I want Freddie, I want to ask you this question. You and I are Democrats. We're lifelong Democrats. Reverend Diaz as a state senator. I Catholic. used to be a Democrat, I, too. You, too, John. But this is I, what I want. How, how many, you know, I was a Bill Clinton Democrat. I still love the guy. And I'm still friends with all my Democratic friends. But I want to, but I want to ask Freddie, because he's the, the only one in this, this group other than Reverend Diaz who's an elected official and a well-respected, like Reverend Diaz, elected official. Freddie, how do we get the Democratic Party back, the Democratic Party that you and I grew up in and were proud of and served and protected the people? How is that done, Freddie? Look, I think the Democrats uh, uh, never stopped being back, but they've got to talk about Democrats. have got to start talking about things that matter to people. Um, when you talk about jobs, when you talk about education, when you talk about good, decent housing. Those are things that matter to people. Um, and that's when you begin to capture people's attention. Uh, you know, the, what Joe Biden calls the kitchen table issues are the issues that always mattered to me and helped me get elected by very large margins in the Bronx. And, and basically, by the way, all of us, all we're talking about uh, is – Keeping our citizens, keeping our friends, keeping our children safe. 
That's all we're talking about. I don't want to criticize anybody. I don't want to criticize Carl Hasty. I like the guy. But all we want to do is he, the, the, the common sense Democrats, and there's a lot of common sense Democrats. All of you guys are common sense Democrats. Judge Weinberg's a common sense Democrat. All the common sense Democrats have to have the courage to stand up and say enough is enough. Well, uh, let me interject a, a side issue. Uh, a lot of our young uh, electeds now and upcoming electeds, uh, again, I said, they don't have the history of how Freddie Ferrer, you know, opened up doors and, and, and others who were elected uh, back in, in the days, like uh, the reverend said. But a lot of our young folks out there are living on social media. And they show up at events to take the picture, to put in their newsletter on their social media, but they don't walk around and talk to the people. Freddie and, and the Reverend, they know they work the streets. They went to the meetings and talked with people and heard them. And, and Freddie always, I mean, from day one, had a couple of folks with him to take notes and follow up. This person would walk up and say, Mr. Borough President, I have an issue. He would say, give all the information and we're going to follow up. These younger folks, they don't do that. They take the picture and run to the next event because they need to put it on their social media. They need to listen to their people, spend a little more time at the various events, not just take a picture. He's 100% right. You know, you know, you know those, those elected officials before, they used to hire people that care about cares about the community. For example, Freddie Ferrer, one of the best things that Freddie Ferrer used to have was uh, Joe Ethier. I mean, they don't. I was just going to interrupt you and say that myself. <laughs> yeah, one of the first, the best thing that Freddie Ferrer used to have was Joe Ethier. Freddie Ferrer was a borough president, but Joey Tien was a guy in the street, everywhere, in every meeting, he was here, and, 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 and making it possible and responding to the community for the betterment of the community and making the borough president look good. And that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen now. That doesn't happen now. Now everybody's in the, in, in the media, in the, in the Internet, no community relation, no meetings. Forget about it. It's, it's a yeah. mess. Mayor Eric Adams, I, I believe, is sincere that he wants to keep New Yorkers safe, and and what's stopping him is what's stopping him is the state assembly and the state the senate and the DAs uh, and the DAs letting people out. Yep. Well, uh, Mayor uh, Mayor Adams went to Albany thinking that because the the, the 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 assembly is controlled by Democrats and by a black guy and the pre, as a president and because the Senate is controlled by uh, by Democrat and, and a black lady as 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 the lady as the, as the, as the president so mayor mayor Ida went there with a plan to anti anti crime plan and you you know what happened? They well, both they now, both can accepted. we tell can we tell these people, these state assembly people and the state senate people, enough is enough, you either get our streets safe 
or else uh, we're going to vote you out in November. Can we say that to them? Will they believe us when we tell them? That's what's going to happen in November. I'm afraid that's that's what's going to happen in November. Because as I said before, in the last election, Donald Trump got 30% of the Hispanic vote. And believe me, believe me, I believe that he's going to make now 40 or 45%. Do we get do we have them vote Republican, even though they don't want to, just to get the city safe? But you have to but the problem also, John and and, and Reverend and, and Freddie and Joe, the problem is the Democratic primaries. You gotta stop the Democratic socialists, the far left candidates from winning the Democratic nominations. That's what has to stop. You have to have moderate Democrats winning those Democratic nominations. But like Joe Ithier said, he brought it up an excellent point. People are just voting. Oh, this person's Hispanic. This person's cute. I see their social media. I'm going to vote for them. And they have no idea who this person is, what they stand for. So that's also the problem. That's how AOC got elected. Nobody dreamed that she was like a, this communist, basically. Yeah. yeah. We need to educate the electorate, too, and give them the background and, and, and the history uh, uh, folks, again, we're missing out on what we had in the past, and that was history, education, talking to the people. I mean, I, you know, when Freddie uh, uh, was first appointed, but then elected, he went everywhere. He met with everyone, and it got to the point that he was being invited not only in the borough of the Bronx, but throughout the state and became the big, uh, the uh, largest electorate uh, person of Latino uh, and the Latino community, Hispanic community. And Freddie would get invited everywhere as, as well as being a part. And people forget that, that he was a part of the, uh, Demo- the uh, uh, National Democratic Party, became chairman of the Hispanic uh, committee of that and was traveling all over the United States to pounder away how you work in rebuilding a borough that was known as the borough of fires and, and, you know, the abuse that went on in the Bronx. It was not easy. And Freddie was there talking to people about, this is our plan. Freddie walked in there with a housing plan a meeting with the mayors. And all, all I know is when you, when Freddie said, was in charge, we have abandoned the housing uh, Joe, uh, where people were traveling through the Bronx and seeing empty apartments. Joe, all I knew is when Freddie was in charge and you were up there too, and Ruben Diaz was there, I could walk around the Bronx and didn't have to carry my gun. <laughs> we're going to take, we're going to take, we're going to take a break. And I welcome all of you guys to stand, stay on if you'd like. And Joe, I'd love for you to stay on, and Ruben too, and and Freddie. And when we come back, we're also going to have an addition. Who do uh, we have? Mike Gonzalez. He's a former speechwriter for the for President Bush. And he we, we he's a Hispanic and wants to put in his two cents on how he feels uh, about what's going on. Let's take that break. Hey, did you know that people listen to people that listen to us? This is Talk Radio 77 WABC. 